I'm saved by faith. This is my Bible. It is the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm a doer, not just a hearer. I am humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I am mature in the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Our scripture text comes from 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. From the New King James Version, the Bible says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen? Somebody say overcome. So the Bible's letting us know that we've already overcome some things. Amen? Well, you may be seated. You may be seated. On last week, you know, we kind of introduced this scripture as we were concluding our, you know, sermon series that we uh, tied to our, uh, 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 to our, uh, 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 our theme for this year. And so as a result of that, you know, we just talked about, you know, the fact that it's the year of great triumph, but we need to understand we triumph because the greater one lives in us. And so what happened was is that this term that I'm going to use to kind of set this sermon around, this indomitable spirit, because we believe and we know that the greater one that's in us is the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so as a result of that being the case, then we have to believe that what's in us is not just any kind of spirit, but it is the indomitable spirit. Amen? Now get this. That word indomitable entered my vocabulary on November the 7th, 1991. November the 7th, 1991. Significant one because that's my birthday. But on that day, Magic Johnson announced to the world that he was HIV positive. And I was stationed in Germany at the time, and I remember listening to the radio announcement as it came across. And all during that day, there were commentators coming on, making comments about Magic, his life, and all that. But then one of them made this comment that stuck in my spirit. He said, if anybody can beat this, it's Magic. Because he has an indomitable spirit in him. And so that made me wonder, what in the world do that word indomitable mean? And so when I looked it up, I found out indomitable mean, means being incapable of being subdued or defeated. Unconquerable. Not to be discouraged or dismayed. And so obviously that's what that person thought magic had in him. Something in him that said no matter what the diagnosis was, he got something on the inside of him that could help him beat it. And, and so at that time, I was a licensed, I was not licensed yet, but I was already teaching Bible study, had announced my call, so I didn't know a whole lot about the Holy Spirit at that time. But as my understanding grew and I began to study God's word and my faith got stronger, I understood 
what Jesus meant when he said he was going to send us a helper. And when he said that he was going to send us his spirit. Now I made the connection that the spirit that he sent us is the indomitable spirit. That we have something on the inside of us that will allow us to live a victorious life no matter what comes our way. No matter what come at us, we have the ability to overcome because there's a spirit on the inside of us that said, I won't be conquered. <laughs> I, I won't be discouraged. I won't be dismayed. There's something on the inside of us that say, I won't be subdued by my circumstances of my trial. And you got to understand and believe that that spirit is on the inside of you. Now go to John chapter 16 verse 7 through 14 when I get there. You know, the Hebrew word and the Greek word for spirit basically say similar things to describe it. It talks about, you know, a breath, a breeze, or the wind. You know, and, and what I need for you to understand is that we don't see the wind, but we can see its effect, and we can feel its effect. See, I can see the effects of the wind when I look out the window and see a flag blowing. I know there's something that is causing that flag to move, but I can't see it. But as long as I'm in the building, I don't even feel the effect that the wind is having on that flag. But once I step outside, now I see both the effect and the effect because now something is happening to me. And what you got to understand, you're going to have to be able to see the effect of the Spirit, but you're going to also have to feel what he's doing on the inside of you. And this thing has got to be connected because if you don't, you're never going to experience the victory that you have in the Spirit realm all because you don't make the connection that every now and then when you come to church, when this Word gets active in your life, you're supposed to feel and experience. You're supposed to feel and experience something. And so this first text, I want us to see that the Holy Spirit is our helper. Come on, say helper. Now Jesus, his final teaching before his death, he saw that his disciples' heart was filled with sorrow and dismay. And he assured them that although he was going away, that he was going to send them a helper. And Jesus validated the ministry of the Holy Spirit when he says something to the effect that you are not at a disadvantage because the Holy Spirit is coming. He told them, it is to your advantage that I go. Now that didn't make no sense to them. They've been walking with him and seeing the things that he was doing, and he told them, hey, it is to your advantage. In other words, I'm going to send you someone that's not going to be a disadvantage to you, but he's going to be an advantage to you. In other words, when we talk about the Holy Spirit being a helper, we also talk about him as being a comforter, a counselor, an advocate, an intercessor, and a strengthener. So he's often applied in our lives in a wide variety of ways to meet a wide variety of needs. And what the Holy Spirit does he take this gospel from being just history in your life about Jesus 
to an experience with Jesus as he dwells on the inside of you. Y'all follow me today? Y'all in, in John chapter 16? Look what he said. This is Jesus talking. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. Somebody shout advantage. It is to your advantage. You know, I was watching some tennis the other day, and I'm not a tennis guy, but every now and then when they go in the over, whatever they call it, overtime, when they go to go to the final set, you know, then they say advantage this person, advantage that person. And any time I hear the word advantage, I know that that person is on the verge of winning. And so what I got to get you to see, Jesus said, look, it is to your advantage that I go. Beth, you're not going to be at a disadvantage because I'm leaving. You're going to be at an advantage. And guess what? Because you have the advantage, I'm expecting you to win some things in your life. Y'all better hear me today. He says, now look, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So if Jesus kept his word, that means each one of you who say you have the Spirit, or you have a relationship with Jesus, you're going to have to have his spirit on the inside of you. Y'all need to say amen? Because if you ain't sure about your relationship with Jesus, that means that you may not be sure whether or not you have the Holy And you can't have the advantage. Y'all better make the connection. You can't have the advantage if you don't have. And then he says, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not, so that you know unbelief is a, and now you got the advantage because you're sitting here and you're online, you are a B. And so therefore, apparently he has already moved in your heart enough to cause you to, And it's our job to let him show forth through us so that those that don't know Jesus will know him through because the Holy Spirit is working on them of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. In other words, our righteousness is not because of anything we've done. Our righteousness is because of what he did. And because of what he did and who he sent back to us, then we walk around in a state of... Y'all better hear me today. You got to understand, you got to up your game on how you see yourself. Because the Holy Spirit lives in you, Major, you walk around in a state of... There's no way you could be unrighteous and have him living in... So I got to get some of y'all to connect with what Jesus has already put in you. You got to connect with him so that you can understand that God expects you to live a righteous. Uh, of judgment. Because the ruler of this world is judged. We don't have to worry about the devil if you got the Holy Spirit in you. In your mind, he's already been, he's already been defeated, he's already been judged, so therefore, why are you worried about somebody that God has already passed judgment? 
And the reason we often worry about things that the enemy has is because we don't know that he's already been the He's already been judged, and so therefore we ought to walk around like we got the advantage because the devil has already lost this fight. We got the advantage. In, in reality, it's supposed to be an unfair fight, Brother Davis. This thing ain't even supposed to be close. You fighting an enemy that has already been there, and we talk more about him than we talk about Jesus. Why are we talking about someone that we don't already? We ought to be glorifying the one who gave us his gave us his spirit. Now look at it. He says now, verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of what? So if he's the spirit of truth, we shouldn't be walking around believing a lie. We shouldn't be easily deceived by lies that go around because we've got something on the inside of us that's supposed to be able to discern the Y'all better better say something today. I mean, y'all better say something today. You better understand what you're dealing with and what you got on the inside of you because I'm telling you, if you don't realize that what you have on the inside of you is greater than what you're coming up against, then you're going to still glorify everything that come against you. He says, now look, he says, I want to tell you more, but when he comes, he is the spirit of truth. And he will guide, somebody say guide. He will guide you to all truth. You don't have to be wandering around trying to figure out what's true and what's a lie, especially when it comes to the gospel, because you've got somebody on the inside of you that's going to reveal to you what the truth of the gospel And if you don't know he's in you and his job is to reveal certain things to you, then you'll be walking around looking for somebody else always to show you what God is trying to say to you. When he's given you his so he can communicate. You know why it's to our advantage? Because Jesus was limited geographically when he was in the flesh. But because we have the spirit, he's sitting right with you in your living room right now. On the inside of wherever you're watching that from today, wherever you're in here today, wherever people are all over the world, the advantage is the Holy Spirit is right He will guide you the truth. And he would not speak on his own authority. In other words, he ain't going to come and give you no new revelation that contradict what Jesus said and did. When preachers get up and talk about they done heard from the Lord, they better agree with what the words say or what Jesus said. <laughs> there are a lot of spirits out there talking to folks. You need to make sure that the spirit that we're listening to and the people that you're listening to are listening to the spirit that God gave you. And if they are listening to that spirit, then the things they say to you ought to line up with the word of God that you know. He will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to 
You know, we shouldn't always be blindsided. You know, everything that happened in this world shouldn't always be a big surprise to us. We shouldn't always be dependent on breaking news. You got something on the inside. Y'all don't hear me today. See, 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 we have been dealing in the natural so long that it's hard for us to understand that God put something on the inside of us that can reveal certain things to us. Oh, y'all better hear me today. It's his job to reveal certain things to you, especially things that pertain to the gospel and Jesus. Things to come. And look at this. This is another test that you can tell when people are speaking by the Spirit. It depends on who they glorify. If you go and all people talk about is themselves, then they ain't speaking under the auspices of the Holy I mean, you go to church and everything is about what I've done, what this person, da, 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 da. You never hear Jesus glorified. All you hear is that person glorified. And I submit to you, they are operating in the, y'all can say it, flesh. I hope this lesson is simple enough that, that you can follow where I'm trying to take you when I say the Holy Spirit is our helper. He says, he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine, and he will declare it unto you. So he ain't got no new revelation. So that's why sometimes when I hear these preachers get up talking, well, I done got a new revelation from the Lord. Oh, you did? What did he say? That's so new that he had to just give it to you. What did he say? Tell me. I, I want to hear this new thing. I just want to hear this new revelation, because if it don't glorify Jesus, and it don't glorify the things that he taught and the things that he lived in the earth, then I guarantee you that revelation you got did not come from. I know y'all don't want to hear that today, and I know there's some preachers that are probably like, I don't believe he's saying it. Yeah, I'm saying it. But I got to tell you, you know, that, that lying spirits that show up in the pulpit. Lord, have mercy. I wasn't supposed to meddle today, but, you know, since I'm here and we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and I believe I got an indomitable spirit on the inside of me, so I don't care what folks think or say, as long as I'm lining up with what God's. I have to try to have a little bit of fun with this with y'all because a lot of times we talk about spiritual things. See, I was glad when they stopped calling the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit. See, when I first got news of him, they used to call him the Holy Ghost. But then, I'm, as I learned and studied, nowhere in the Bible did I see that but a couple of places. In the Old Testament, God just said it was a spirit. But then somewhere, one translator in the probably original King James stuck the word ghost. And normally, when you're talking to young people and they hear the word ghost, they ain't thinking nothing about God. So I was glad when the writer said, now we're going to call him the Holy. Now I ain't got no problem with the Holy Ghost because, you know, when I was coming up, we heard the word Holy Ghost. We knew that that meant for us to do something. When somebody said, I feel the Holy Ghost, then you better start doing something. You ain't going to just sit there and look at me and like you ain't got to. When I say, I see the Holy Ghost and I feel the Holy Ghost here, you better start. You better start experiencing something because, oh, Lord. 
Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 through 13, New Living Translation. I want you to see here that the Holy Spirit is our enabler. Somebody say enabler. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to put to death the deeds of the flesh. And this is a tough passage to read in this day and time, and I was reluctant to put it here, but, since, but he is the word of truth, and it's in the Bible, and I believe it to be the truth, so I got to read it. Amen? Because this pastor makes it abundantly clear to us that it's impossible to do the will of God while living according to your flesh or your carnal mind. It's the Holy Spirit who enables and empowers us to die to the flesh and live victoriously in the Spirit. You have the power to live victorious Christian lives when you walk according to the spirit that's inside of you. What you got to do and what I have to do, we must always remember that we're just as much spiritual as we are fleshly. And therefore, we got to learn to walk in accordance with the spirit that's on the inside of us and not according with the flesh that we can identify with so readily. Look here. See, he used some contrasts in here to, to make his point. You know, and, and, and the writer seemed to let us know he divides folk into two categories when he's making these contrasts. He says, now look, verse 5, he says, those who are dominated, somebody say dominated. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. You can tell What's dominating your life based upon what your thought like? Oh, what you think about the most? Where do your thoughts come from? Where do your thoughts on? What generates the thought that goes through your mind? Somebody say, but. Somebody shout, but again. See, if that but wasn't there, I would be alarmed. But since that but is there, that let me know God can change some things. He says, now let me read it again. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled, somebody say control. I know we don't like that word in the day and time we live in. Nobody wants to be controlled. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do myself and I. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And the Bible says, wait a minute. You're going to be either dominated by you and do you or you're going to be controlled by the Spirit and do what God wants you to. I know this ain't going to win me a lot of fans and stuff like that. Folks ain't going to tune back in. That's okay. It's in the Bible. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Man, we could go a long way in our relationship with God if we just clean up our thinking and think on things that the Spirit brings to our mind and to our remembrance and things that are pleasing to God. See, it is the Holy Spirit that draws your mind into thinking like God wants you to think. But if you won't allow him to do that, he's not going to override your will. You have got to bring your will into subjection to the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you. 
And once you do that, then you'll see your life being transformed before your very eyes because he's going to guide you in a way that's going to please God. Oh, Lord, help me out today. I ain't got but one other short passage, but I'm going to read the rest of this. I ain't scared because I got the indomitable spirit on the inside of me. So I ain't scared. I don't believe I'm going to be conquered while I'm up here operating in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So I ain't scared. I, I don't even care if some folk just click off right now and say, I don't even want to read the rest of that because I know where you're going. I say, I ain't Verse 6 says, so let your sinful, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. You are dying spiritually every time you let your mind and your sinful nature call the shots. You're not getting stronger spiritually. You're not maturing in the spiritual things of God. As long as your mind and your carnal nature and your old nature, your old man or your old woman talks to you more than the Holy Spirit talks to you, guess what? You're going to start dying spiritually even though you sit in even though you got up this morning and got your eggs and grits in front of you right now, if you continue to let your mind governed by your flesh talk to you more, you're going to see yourself die. Here's another but. Somebody say but. <laughs> so I got to go back and read that again. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But, somebody shout but. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and your life, your spirit on the inside of you ought to be alive and, ought, alive and it ought to be dominant in your life and it ought to be controlling your life. And guess what? With that on the inside of you, you ought to have some. If these last two years you ain't found some peace, then I wonder who's on the inside of you. What's running and governing your life? If, if you haven't found peace in the Lord, knowing that he got you covered, then I want to know what spirit is governing your life. Are you being governed by a spirit of fear? I'm not telling you not to be wise. But what I'm trying to tell you, there's a spirit on the inside of you. And that spirit wants to give you life and peace. Amen. Now, I ain't talking about just peace in the midst of COVID. I mean, some of you have been married for 20 years. And if the Holy Spirit is in the midst of both of y'all, there ought to be some life and in your marriage, in your relationship. That bet there ought to be some life and this thing that we got going shouldn't be dead and we shouldn't always be at war. Those of you who may be in the dating phase of your life, you know if you date somebody and ain't no life and ain't no peace there, you better take that as a sign from the Holy Spirit before you go and haul off. <laughs> Baby, I want some peace with you before we go down the aisle. Well, you know, I don't know. Going down the aisle is an old thing now because we live in a world where the Spirit then lost his power in matrimony. Because the, <laughs> the flesh say, look here, why do we need to go through all those legalities? Let's just live together and call it a, call it a, oh, I got real quiet right there. I probably done lost 10 people online right there. 
I know, but, 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 but look, I'm just telling you this. See, you're not going to have peace with God when you're living outside of his will. And if you've got the Holy Spirit in you, and he's allowing you to do things outside of his will, then there's a good possibility you may be suppressing the spirit that's in you. Uh-uh. I got to, like the old Baptist preacher used to say, I feel my... I feel my help coming on. Because it's about to get thick right about now, but I, but I feel my help coming on. He said, now look here, he started using some absolutes in these contrasts. In verse 7, he says, for the sinful nature is always, somebody say always, not sometimes, always hostile to God. It never, somebody say never. It never did obey God's law, and it never your flesh, don't, don't fool yourself. Your, <laughs> your sinful nature and your flesh didn't like God before you started coming to church and it don't like him. And if you don't crucify that rascal every day, he'll rise up in you and you'll start living like you was living before. Oh, Lord, help me right here. Before the spirit of God, before that indomitable spirit came in you, you'll start living like your old. God, I want to skip this, but I got to keep on going. Verse 8 says, that's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Thank God there's a but in the next verse. So God's going to contrast and going to change some things. He says, but you, somebody say, but you. But you, Finley, but you, Brother J.P., but you, Brother Wilson, sister, but you, I'm going to go on a limb and say, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. Somebody else say amen right there. Uh, and we could have had roll call right there and say, you know, I'm going to go, but you. Roll call. Call off your name just like you were, you know, standing at, at attention in God Mount Latham back in the day. When they call your name, you got to present. And I just want to know, do I have some but you's in the house that are not controlled by your sinful nature? If you are but you that are not controlled by your sinful nature, this is a good place to give God some... Hallelujah! 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 This is a good place to experience God in your life by just giving him some... Oh, Lord. He says, you are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. Then he goes and says, there's no way you can belong to Christ and not have the Spirit. You can't separate the two. If you say you belong to Jesus, then you got the Holy Spirit. Now, whether or not you're quenching them or not, is another thing. And if you're doing all kinds of stuff on top of him, he may even want to get up out of you. Uh, 
Adrian, help me out. I, I know you do. What do. The words say, your body is a And it's a temple because of who lives, not what you put on it. Because of what you got living in you, regulate what you put on. I'm just saying. Everything that the world is doing and wearing may not be for you. <sighs> See, when you start allowing the world to dictate how you do things, there's a good possibility you don't know who you belong. See, when I was a little boy, my granddaddy let me know who I belonged to. He told me, you are a Bolden. You belong to this clan called Bolden. And when you go out down them streets, you represent the Boldens. And there is a certain way you better carry yourself when you are out there in them. And if word get back to me that you ain't living like I expect a Bolden to live, and you end up in jail because of your conduct, Guess what? I'm going to leave you. Granddaddy didn't take no tea for the fever. Granddaddy let it make known that the Bolden name meant something. And what I want you to know, because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, your relationship to God and who you belong to means mean something. Look at this, verse 10. And Christ lives within you, reaffirming that. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. So God has already looked at you and seen you being righteous based on what I told you in the last text. And so now that you know you are righteous because of Jesus Christ, you don't even have to worry about dying. Because even in death, you win. But you're living now. So we want you to live victorious in accordance with God's word now. Because of the one that is living on the inside. Look at this. Verse 11. He says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead he ain't have to go through that, man. He already told you living there. But man, he give us a, a graphic picture of how powerful this spirit is. Yeah. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living in you. Man, that got to be a powerful spirit that can raise up Jesus from the dead. And if that's a powerful spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that same... Y'all better get this. That same spirit, not another one, but that same spirit is on the inside of... 
You just need to unleash him and let him do what he's been assigned to do in your life and stop holding him back because you got to start experiencing him. This gospel has got to be more than just a history lesson to you. It's got to be something that caused your life to change because of who's on the inside of Then he said, therefore, verse 12, based upon what I just said, for the reason that I just said, you got the spirit, your mortal body, he's living on the inside of you, based on that, he says, dear brothers and sisters, so Pastor Bowden will slow down and get his tenor and tone down just a little bit, and say, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, I won't yell at you right there. Therefore, Brother JP, dear brothers and sisters, Sister Beth, therefore, Brother Wilson, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, then I got to tell you this, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urged you to do. What? You're not under contract with your flesh. Your flesh has no binding hold on you anymore. So therefore, oh boy, y'all better get this. You got to say, I just don't know why I do the things I do. Because you still think you're under obligation to do the things that you do. So that's why you keep doing the things that you do. Because you still see yourself as being obligated to your... And as long as major... As long as you see yourself obligated to the flesh, guess what you're going to do? What the flesh wants you to do. Y'all can say amen right there. That's a true statement. Now, I know we're still battling this flesh, and I know some of y'all, I know just the Spirit just let me know, some of y'all still got some flesh issues like that that you're battling. That's okay. You're in the right place. I, you drop by here today for me to tell you you can get control of that rascal. He ain't got to run your life. You ain't, oh Lord, have mercy. You ain't obligated to do what he wants you to do no more. You're in a new ownership. You got something living on the inside of you that's far greater than what's coming against you from the out. Pastor, you just don't know. You just don't know. These things rage and they all that. Well, look here. Everybody done had them. You ain't the first one with them. Everybody raging. Raging. But you got something that can kill the rage. You have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges. You know, it just urges to do some stuff. You know, it ain't just like he just kind of, sometimes Brother Cal just come in just overwhelm. He kind of just urges on a little bit at a time. You know, he don't, he don't just try to overwhelm you. He just subtly do some stuff to just urge. Ain't going to hurt you. Just, just one more time. Just one more time. Just just urging you on. You know, kind of like when we was in the hood, they didn't just tell us to start fighting when we wanted to fight each other. The, the big boys used to urge us little dudes to get out there and fight. They didn't just say, go just throw us in the ring and we fight. They said, no, you can take him. You can take him. Just get on in there. You can take him. Come on, I got your back. You just go on out there and get in there. I got, I, you just go on. And before you know it, man, you out there fighting somebody you don't even want to fight. Because somebody done urge. Now take that from a fight to what's urging you in your life right now. 
What's urging you to go to them channels that you, ooh, go, Lord? What's urging you to go to them sites that you go to out there? What's urging you to take that drink that you don't know? Oh, what's I know, it's going to get real quiet right there. But the list, I could go down the list and go on and on and on. But I want you to know I'm going to stop right there because I'm teaching you that whatever is urging you don't have to have control. You have no obligation to your sinful nature's urges, whatever it urges you to do. Look at this, this is verse 13. He says, for if you live by the dictates of it, you will die. You're going to die spiritually if you continue to let your sinful nature govern your life. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your flesh, your sinful nature, you will live. Somebody shout, I want to live. I want to live God and not die. I want to live because I realize in this flesh, you know, this flesh is as filthy rags before the Lord, but because of Jesus' righteousness, I'm righteous now. So therefore, I want to live, and I want to live victorious, and I want to live like I am righteous before the Lord. Last turn, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. The Holy Spirit is our sealer. The Holy Spirit is our sealer. Here the Apostle Paul was giving these new Gentile Christians the assurance that when they believed the gospel, they received salvation, and God gave them the Holy Spirit to seal the deal. The Holy Spirit was a guarantee that God would keep his promise to them. See, the power of the indomitable spirit that's on the inside of you can seal you to the day of redemption. It can keep you. And there's a couple ways I like to look at it, this word seal. See, I looked at it one time younger in my relationship. I saw it as, you know how grandmama, them used to take them, before cannon came, you had them mason jars. And you know sometimes they'll take them apples and them peaches and plums and all that stuff there, cook them down, put a lot of sugar and stuff on them, and put them in them jars. That before we could afford jelly. That, the jam never made it to my house as a little boy. We had to go to the pantry and pull out something that had been sealed up there for two years because there wasn't no expiration date on it. They didn't tell us that, you know, it's going to expire by this time. They just started giving us the expiration date. If expiration date would kill you, a lot of us would have been dead. <laughs> Maybe God blessed us in our ignorance, but I don't know. But we trust the grandmama because when she sealed that thing up. She was saying, hey, you can trust it. Ain't no air gonna get in here. It takes air to spoil this thing. Ain't no air gonna get in here. And long as you are sealed, ain't nothing gonna get on the inside of you that can keep you from knowing who you belong to. As long as you know that the seal of the Holy Spirit is on your life and that God is saying, I'm gonna give you a guarantee that look here, you're gonna be good till I come back. In other words, I'm going to be good that he pulled me off the shelf and and pop the top off the... Now, that's one way of looking at it. Let me read this again in your hearing for the first time. In verse 13, it says, In him you also trusted, talking about Jesus, after you heard the word of truth, we learned about that, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And this is it. Who is a, the guarantee 
of your inheritance until the day of redemption, the purchased possession to the praise and glory of God. So this is what he says in New Living in verse 14. Say the Spirit, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. You have been purchased and you have been bought and there has been a seal stamped on your life. And see what you got to understand. This time they made the seal seem like, you know how when you buy something you can't pay for it all? Like a house, unless y'all can afford cash for houses. Most times you give people promissory. You know, you give some money to hold it. Promissory, hold it. And you know what that promissory says to the person who you're giving it to? Is that there is more to come. You didn't give it all to me, Major. But I believe that there is. You know, when I was a little boy dating, you get them $9 rings. And we used to call them promissory rings. Y'all remember that? I mean, some of y'all may have got one. Back in the day, they didn't call them $9.95. They probably cost you $100, $200, not for a promissory ring. But that promissory ring to Lady Jeanette was letting her know that, hey, one day there is more to come. You just hold on to this promise. It's my guarantee that one day these little chips going to turn into something bigger because there is and what I got to get you to see, God is saying that hey, when you got the Holy Spirit I gave you enough to believe that there is I got more in store for you Finley than you see right now but just keep on looking at the promise keep on holding on to the promise keep on believing that you have been sealed to the day of redemption, why? because I got more And, you know, I thank God for blessing me in the natural to fulfill that promise to Lady Jeanette because we got to the point where she had more to come. And every now and then when I'm around the house and I want to think about her, I just go and take a look at her more to come. And it brings back memories to my heart of what she felt like because that more to come made her something. And what you got to understand is the more to come in your life got to make you experience God and that you feel something when you know the Holy Spirit is moving in your life, when you know how he's controlling you, how he's leading you, he's, how he's trying to teach you to do what Jesus would have you to do. You got to start living your life as if you have the advantage on your side. You got to start living your life and you've already overcome something because you have the advantage on your side. Stop living like you're a disadvantage. When you live like you're a disadvantage, then you make Jesus' words a lie and it looks like he lied to you when he tells you it's to your advantage that I go away. And because I'm going away, your life is going to get better, not worse. Your life ought to be better because of the indomitable spirit that's on the inside of you. And if that guy could 
think that about Magic Johnson, who was just ordinary flesh and blood. I don't even know if Magic saved or not. But it was something about his life, Jesse, that that man thought that if anybody could beat AIDS, Magic could. Well, you know, last time I checked, he's still here. And looks like he's just as fat as he can be at six <laughs> still, still living good. And he, get, he is living the more to come. Can you imagine if he had just thrown in the towel and said, because of what I've been diagnosed with, I'm going to just give up. But because I'm a person of influence, I'm going to work to make sure they find out something that can keep me up. So what I'm trying to tell you, if he saw that in magic, would that same person see that in you? If something was challenging you and saying, Finley got a spirit on the inside of him that just don't let him quit, that don't let him give up. Brother Wilson got something on the inside of him that just keeps him going. Even when the odds look like it's against him, there's something. And the only way that guy could have said that is he had to see the effects of Magic's life and what he was doing. And then now he could also feel along with him as he saw how he was doing what he was doing in spite of what he We are some powerful people just because of what's on the inside of us. Amen. That's a good place to get the Lord some praise right there. I'm done. Amen. And so we got to hold on to the promise, Major, that there is more to come. And because I believe that whatever God has in store for me, I'm expecting it. Because I believe he's going to keep his promise. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm done. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's give God a praise break right here. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. 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 Bless your name today, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for not leaving us at a disadvantage. We are not disadvantaged people. We are not disadvantaged children. God, we have all the advantage because of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. Hallelujah. If you're online with us today or you're in the house today, I've got several appeals I want to make to you. I pray that because God is a spirit, that even if you're online today, that you can experience something to let you know that the Spirit of God is real. Even if you don't know him, he can come and convict your heart right now to say, yes, I need to find out more about Jesus. I've been trying to do this thing on my own for all this time, but I need to give my life to the Lord. So my first appeal is for salvation. If you're in the house and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to give him your life, I just ask that you raise your hand. If you're online, just give us a call. 850-862-3899. Someone will take your call. If you're here in the house, just raise your hand. We want to make sure that we don't take anything for granted when it comes to salvation. The whole purpose of us coming to church on Sunday is to spread this gospel. 
to get people to live in accord with the gospel, and then to receive those who want to become a part of the gospel family. So if that is you today, and you want to give your life to the Lord, please raise your hand or give us a call. Please raise your hand or give us a call. Please raise your hand or give us a call. I see no hands. Then my second appeal is for new members. If you're online, or you're in the house, and the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart and saying you want to be a member of Striving for Perfection Ministries, I encourage you to please just raise your hand if you're in the house. And if you're online, again, give us a call, or you can send us an instant message to let us know. We have means that you can acknowledge that on our on-demand, on our Facebook page, our website, all those areas. Just send us a message to let us know, and we will gladly get in touch with you to make sure that we can bring you into this body and be a part of this family. Okay, anybody in the house, please raise your hand. Then my third and final appeal, if you've got a prayer concern, I'm going to do things a little bit different today. So if you do have a prayer concern, I want you to, you know, keep your mask on, but boldly come up to the altar. And I'm going to ask Brother Davis if he don't mind. I know I'm putting him on the spot, but if he don't mind, will he just lead us in, a, in an altar prayer? So if you've got a prayer concern and you want to bring it up to the altar, whatever it is that the Lord has placed on your heart, please come forth at this time. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be afraid. But I just want you to know that the prayers of the righteous avail as much and that God hears and answers prayers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He already knows what you have need of even before you ask. So whatever is on your heart, whatever is going through your mind, because his spirit lives on the inside of you, he already knows. So you don't have to think I'm bringing some new revelation to God. What you're bringing to God is you're casting your cares on him because you know he cares for you. And when you trust him with what you've been carrying around and you leave it at the altar, then don't take it back and let it weigh you down all over again. Trust that spirit that got you up here at the altar right now to believe that he is your helper, he is your comforter, he is your strengthener. He is what you need when you're in need of the Lord. When you're in need of whatever it is that is missing in your life, believe that you have on the inside of you what you need to appropriate it. So, Brother Davis, would you go ahead and just lead us in prayer as the Lord leads you? Glory be to your name. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for this blessed day you allowed us to see, Heavenly Father. We don't take it lightly. Yes, Lord. And Father God, you tell us to come boldly to the throne, God, that we may obtain grace and mercy in time of need. And Father God, we always need you in our life, Heavenly Father. And we just say thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for us, God. Yes, Lord. He came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Father God, we just thank you for the... Your, your servants that's come before you today, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. Father God, we, we stand on the throne today, Heavenly Father. Father God, we come to Jesus, who is our advocate, Heavenly Father. Yes. It's at your right hand to plead our case, Heavenly Father. Father, you know our hearts, our thoughts, Heavenly Father. You knew us when we was yet in our mother's womb, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. You know everything about us, God. So it's nothing that we could hide from you, God. So, Father God, we ask that you're looking at our heart and our spirit, God. And, Father God, that we refer to the Holy Spirit that's inside of, of us, God. Yes, Lord. That we are more than conquerors, God. 
Great is he that's in us, that he that's in the world, Heavenly Father. But Father God, we thank you for the ones that before you right now, Father God. Father, your word tells us that you know that what we're in need of, Heavenly Father. So Father God, I ask that you meet every need this morning, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. Spoken and unspoken right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, whether it's a healing right now, Heavenly Father. Yes, the Lord. The scriptures say that Jesus was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity, and the chastisement of our peace upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Yes, Lord. So we claim a healing right now, Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. Father, we claim a healing in our spirit, our physical being right now, in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Yes, Father, Lord. touch every area of our life right now, Father God. Father, from the crown of our head to the bottom of our feet. Right yes, Lord. Now, Hallelujah. Father. Holy Spirit, move in a mighty way right yes, now, Lord. Heavenly Father. Father, we pray for those loved ones that's in need right now, Heavenly yes, Father. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we forsake our own needs, Father, and we are too to be used by you, God. Yes, Lord. Father, have your way this morning, God. Yes, Lord. We pray for that way with child right now, Father God. You say you're married to the backslider, God. Yes, Lord. Father God, your hands are open, God. All we have to do is grab onto you, God, and you will bring us back into your bosom, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. Father, we pray for that marriage right now, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, Father. Father, we pray for a oneness, God, for unity right now in the name of Jesus, God. Father, we pray for those that are looking for jobs, Heavenly Father. You said you will open up doors that no man can shut, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. You will give us favor with men. And yes, we Lord. put our trust in you right now in, in the, the name, name of, of Jesus, Jesus God. Yes. Father, we move self out the way right now, God. Whomever we come in contact with, God, let them see a light in us that we can draw them to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, those that have lost loved ones right now, comfort them right now, God. Yes, Lord. Father God, we have to have aspirations in this life to continue to go on. When we wake up in the morning, God, we thank you for life, health, and strength. Yes. And look for a better day, God. Because we are victorious, Heavenly Father. We are victorious, God. And Father, you said you won't put nothing on us that we couldn't bear. So right now, God, for those that are feeling weak, God, for those that don't know what to do, Heavenly Father, you say, God, if our spirit can just moan and groan, God, then spirit is going to make intercession for us, God. Yes. And, Father, you can hear our request. So right now, I speak to those that need you, Lord. Go to them right now and touch them. Yes. Strengthen them, God. Strengthen the body as a whole. It's not just one. All of us, God, can be victorious, God. Yes, Lord. And we were all victorious, God. As a body, God, with many members, God, we can do your will, God. And yes, that's Lord. what it's all about, to get past those things that are hindrance, God. Yes, Lord. We are overcoming, God. And those that need you right now to be saved, God, that's our mission. Father God, that we leave here strengthened, God. Yeah. That we leave here looking for those that are lost, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. So that light can shine in us, God. And Father God, not to be ashamed of what they're going to say, but spread the word, God. Because your word, God, tell us, God, that some plant, some water, but you give the increase. That's right, Lord. And we're standing on faith right now in the name of Jesus. On your word, the Holy Spirit that leads and guides us, and our advocate that sits on your right hand. And there's nothing that we can't do, God. And we just say thank you right now in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise, if you will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.